Welcome to the first Hoops College Coaches Podcast on April 3rd, 2018. This podcast will feature Hoops College staff and guest speakers to provide tips and insights on becoming a better basketball coach. I am Aaron Paranak, along with Brian Backwell. Today we are answering the question, how can I gain an offensive advantage on baseline out-of-bounds plays? Brian, what happens before the ball is inbounded? Well, I, I think as with any other aspect of the game, how teams use the time from when the whistle blows and the possession stops to, to when action starts again is, is, is huge. What normally happens on baseline out-of-bounds is that the inbounder and the inbounds defender both get set, and now all eight people on the court are scrambling around or very lazily and unfocused and unconnected walking around on the court, and their coaches are begging them to hurry up and get set. I think the best way to control this and to gain an advantage is for the inbounder to stand inbounds in front of where they would take it out on the baseline and uh, wait for the play to be called and wait for their, their other four teammates to be set before they would back up. To go back to, to how to get a call, I think a way to, to gain an advantage, most teams um, give a verbal call, one, two, three, four, I think the best way to gain an advantage is to, is to change that up and to have multiple cues, both visual and verbal. I heard Bob McKillop talk about this at a clinic uh, maybe 15 years ago. If, if I call one, that one could mean absolutely nothing. If I'm standing there with my hand on my hip, that play is based on my, how I'm standing versus what's actually coming out of my mouth. So you could have one hand on the hip, two hands on the hips, arms crossed, um, that type of thing to, to signal a play. As well, you could go down your bench. You could have a head coach being a decoy, and you could have an assistant coach sitting on the bench with their legs crossed or hands on one knee, hands on two knees, something like that. So you could get a call a different way to confuse uh, the scout of the other team and to gain a, an advantage. I think another way um, that, that offense on baseline out of bounds most often gives up their advantage is, like any other situation, uh, offense knows when they're going to move and defense doesn't. And on based on the bounds, traditionally, offense moves when the inbounder smacks the ball. And I think so long as you move at any other time, uh, you gain an advantage. I, I would suggest for the inbounder who is getting the call um, from the sideline or, or even from somewhere else on the floor, wait for everybody to get set, get the call, and then back up. And then as soon as the official hands the ball to the inbounder, uh, now everybody moves. As soon as leather touches their hand, everybody moves. You don't wait till the ball is smacked. Well, how many plays should you have? How many different plays should any one team have in their base on out-of-bounds repertoire? I, I think that it's important to have more than one play in an alignment. Uh, so however we choose to line up before it starts, I can't only do one thing. Because uh, if you only do one thing, I'm going to prepare and take that completely away. I mean, I have an extra defender out there um, that, that doesn't have to guard the ball, and we can play four on five somewhere else. I can get a five-second count. I can get a steal. You need to have more than one play in alignment. I think it's pretty important not to just have multiple plays in alignment. Like you said, um, it's probably advantageous to have the same plays no matter what defense the other team is playing, whether they're playing man, zone, matchup, whether they're switching screens, not switching screens. A, not only does, it, does that keep, keep it more simple for your team, they don't have to remember as much. But B, 
they don't have to recognize uh, as much what the other team is going to do. And now you're teaching them how to play and not just a bunch of plays. You're teaching Um, them that you're trying to score, not trying to run a play, I think. Correct. And you always want to be able to score. Um, And the defense does have an advantage, but that doesn't mean you can't take advantage in, in being the offense. Even if your advantage is just getting the ball in so that you can run you know, your half, your half court offense, whatever that might be. But you're, I think you're, it's very important that your offensive players, both the inbounder and the other four are always looking for an opportunity to score. If, if, if they are always concerned about running a play, they will very regularly miss out on a defender being out of position because maybe the defense thinks they know what's coming and the offensive player can take advantage of that. One of the concepts or principles that I've seen that can be very advantageous for an offensive team is when offensive players cross the midline. When the ball is under the, under the basket out of bounds, defensive players are not used to guarding their player in relation to the ball when the ball is below them. And so now um, when they cross the midline, they're going from – either two passes away to one pass away or one pass away to two passes away. And you're giving the, the defender multiple opportunities to make mistakes, which increases your offensive players opportunities to take advantage of that and score. So in your out of bounds playbook, I would recommend that you go through and see how many plays you have offensive players crossing the midline. And if you don't have any, find one or two. And I think you'll, you'll increase your opportunity to score. One thing that has been mentioned in uh, this podcast is that the defense can gain an advantage as well, and we'll discuss that uh, next time. Uh, We hope that you've enjoyed the first Hoops College podcast and gained something that you can use uh, with your team.